It was as if he kicked about three pounds of haggis that time because it hardly got off the ground. Three pounds of haggis. 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 Three pounds of haggis because it hardly got off the ground. Let's talk sport with Scott Brown and Nathan Snade. Kia ora and good on to today radio, Studio 4 Kirschberg, the headquarters of Let's Talk Sport. You can listen to us, obviously, on the replay at 10am on Monday morning, but you can podcast it up on RTL Play and also Spotify as well. Show 145, and would you believe it, we have got our man Scott Brown back in the studio. I've been pretty busy, Scott. sorry. Uh, sorry about that, lads. But, um, yeah, good to be back, good to be... Well, not back in the hot seat, Nathan. You've stolen my uh, my uh, thunder a little bit, but... Um, Uncle Pete, good to be back. I, t- in the I house. tell you what it's like over there, Scott. See, there's a little there's a little button on your right hand. So if you put your uh, p- put your right hand where it um further across, further across, further across, further across, further across, and on that button you'll see your headphone. Turn that up, my friend. How is that going for you? That's much better. That's much better. So you don't Just don't go c- don't voice, you come huh? back in here after ten weeks, start finger pointing sunshine. I mean, it only took you 135 <laughs> episodes to work that out, you know. So. <laughs> well done. And joining us tonight, Scott, we are very lucky to have Leon Marks. Leon Marks, who we all know, is uh, running the golf school in Yugoslavia. And if you don't know, you should know. It's getting cold outside, Scott. So it you is. know what that means, mate. We're going in, mate. We're going inside. We're going to go and see him. We're going to go play on the old simulator. What is, if you were to rock up and, like, what is the hardest course in the world? Ooh, the hardest golf course in the yeah. world. If, like, if you, if someone rings you up, like, one of the boys rings you up and go, here, I've got um, free, I don't know, what do you call free green fees or whatever. Anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. And they and you go helicopter it's, it's, helicopter it's, into yeah, the first tee. Whatever, well, whatever it is, and you're sat there being like, mm. yeah, that's not for me, mate. Yeah, there's uh, there's a golf course called uh, uh, Black uh, Beth Page Black, and that golf course is just enormous. Um, and when they played it in, this, in the US Open, I think many many years ago, where they deliberately made it tough. It's for some reason they have four majors, and this one they just say we're going to make golf impossible. So they put it back, and it was like seven thousand meters or something. This golf course, average golf course, is around about six, and the rough was so tough that you hit the ball in there. If you were lucky to find it, you might get it out a meter or two. And then you'd still be looking for the next ball two meters in front of you. So if, I think that would destroy most people's. Where, where is that? That's in America, of course. America. Yeah, I thought it was the name sounds a bit Scottish. Though. You said, would you say? Yeah, black? well, if I was picking a Scottish course, though, and most people go, oh, it must be St Andrews. No, uh, Carnoustie. Carnoustie is a killer course. Well, you say you say that, but we're obviously looking at it from the the top level. But you know, if you get a couple of flat track bullies like myself and Uncle Peter over here, would it be not some boggy course that doesn't get maintained where you you smash a drive off the tee, two hundred and fifty oh, yards, makes no difference to you, and it goes I into think, the ground? You know, I think the only thing I really would would do there for let's say average golfers is play somewhere like um, there's a golf course with lots of water. 
and that would just yeah. you know so intimidate just, you just more to be than clear would, would you class us as you'd put us in the average bracket not in the crap bracket would you or uh... um just to point out that uh scott's smiling at the moment <laughs> trying to wink at me uh... <laughs> why are you kicking me why are you kicking me under the table what about though you, because i'm sure you've played in all the courses in luxembourg or on the frontalia mm. what about germany and prush Germany and Price. The German right, golf course in, in Price. Price. There we go. Germany right. and Price. Because whereas we know Price has got three lots of nine, yeah. isn't it? They've got Luxembourg, France, and the other other nine. Nathan's is only Germany. played played four golf courses in his life. Three of them were up there, and the other one was when he came over to England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's not that's that's not all. But the, the German, it's tight. It's tight it's and horrible. Yeah, yeah. You've got to. I mean, the thing is, though, most people they look at like a par four. So what you're thinking, you've got to hit driver. Um, to hit a big long shot and it's so narrow that they take this club and they knock it into the bushes whereas good golfers will go hmm it's tough okay i'll i'll just you know take it i'll hit an iron down there in play and i'll hit a longer iron into the green and i'll take my medicine you know bite the bullet sometimes but uh it's most ego, people are just it? they're just it's a par four it's a par five i must use this club and that's that's what it's there for it's just to sucker punch you into doing something stupid yeah exactly we were, well i i've done it more than once stupidity over stupidity <laughs> anyway isn't it great my, to have leon marks in the show to, um, tonight we've got anthony perez coming in at um quarter to the hour yeah, we got a big big uh big match coming up this thursday haven't we bosnia coming to town that should be uh Interesting. We could have we chat about that as well. Yeah, yeah, we, we could. We could spill the beans on what's going to happen there. Yeah, exactly. Um, as always, we start things off with uh, sport in the world today. But before we do that, the significance of number one four five, um, and the these first three pieces of information have nothing to do with the uh, number one four five. Uh, it is two hundred and fifty seven days till the opening ceremony of the Olympics in Paris. Good stuff, just around the corner. Nine hundred and thirty nine days till the next football World Cup, which will be in Canada, Mexico. And USA, what kind of idiot decides that we should host a football tournament across three countries? Yeah, basically across two continents. And so, so where's like, the final no, going to be? How does that work? Paper rock scissors, Half. maybe. Is it going like, to build, build a stadium? You know, Donald Trump was talking about building his wall. Are they going <laughs> to? Is it going to be half in Mexico, half in US? I don't know. Don't get me wrong. It's great that, especially a uh, country like Mexico, are getting to host it. But, like, why across three countries? Well, we we would like events all held in one area, don't we? And then that becomes a big, the whole country like Germany. The whole legacy stays in that country. So I think this is new territory for the Football World Cup. Um, But on on another interesting note, it's 43 days till Christmas or Jesus' birthday. Have you you seen full, Full Metal Jacket? Oh, yeah. Have you you've seen it as well, Pete? Welcome back, Scott. Yeah, but, Nine minutes yeah. in. Welcome back straight away. <laughs> when he, when he, he gets all the recruits to sing happy birthday to Jesus on Christmas Day. Absolute legend. Absolute legend. Um, here's a funny one. So I obviously, you know, got a bit eager beaver and was doing a few stats and stuff and then started thinking, I was looking for the number 144. But then obviously read the notes and it was like, actually 145. So I'm going to backpedal to number 144. This is the highest international batting average for a player inside of 20 innings. So normally you have to play at least 20 international innings for you to qualify as a, you know, for your average and stuff. And he only played, uh, he played in two tests and he only batted twice against uh, Sri Lanka and he got 114 in one, 114 not out and 40 not out. And it's, your average is figured out by the number of runs you get 
um, divided by the number of times you're out. So his his average was 144. And when you think Don, Donald Bradman's was just a just a uh, slither under 100, wow. it's quite an impressive. Uh, quite but an impressive he only played. But he only played twice. Yeah. So okay. it's, it's more recently. He might so play again. So we are disregarding. Say, we are disregarding. Yeah, yeah, of, absolutely, of, absolutely. Um, U.S. women's basketball recently scored the record of 145 points in a win over South Korea. Uh, they broke Brazil's record of 143. Um, 140 kilograms weighs 319.7 pounds. Irrelevant information for you, Nathan. You added on a few uh, random bits. Yeah, didn't well, you? I put put on a couple there. There's um, surfer Conor Maguire. He conquered a mammoth Atlantic wave off the Sligo coast. Have you, you know? Sligo. Sligo. Sligo, yeah, you know, that, that's where Oshim's that's, wedding was. Um, big waves there. Yeah, big you, big waves. It's, it's not like waves breaking on the shore. They'd like take you like a mile and a half off the um, off the coast, off the coast. So you're proper into the big, the big rollers in the yeah. Atlantic. Anyway, Connor nailed out a 40, 40 foot, uh, forty foot wave. That's <laughs> massive. So we, th- I mean, I saw it. So if you go on to, I think it's on BBC you, where I where I saw this. Uh, surface, massive wave. The world record, something like we talked about it with Anton on Wednesday, something like 80 feet. Yeah, Nazar. Yeah. In, in Portugal. Ooh, and it's, if you see nothing. that. Now, there we go. You're a surfer in the, in the studio. You like doing your midwinter surf, well, Christmas time. Like, I try a little bit of surfing, and it, well, Christmas time is going to be run into the sea. I wouldn't call that surfing. I'd uh, <laughs> just call it. It's just madness. a dip in the sea. But you go wetsuit, or you no, you put no, your no. Um, d- just straight up speedos. Budgies, you go, you go straight up speedos. You run in there. Man, you you run man. straight out, and you get a quick risk. We might have to get in some let's talk sport speedos to go That's out. What and we'll do. We? We'll do. We'll get the ball running. The big dog's back now. You know what I mean? So Ex- we can get the things organised. I'll handle it. Minimum twenty pairs, isn't it? If we can just stay on that that point for a moment. So every New Year. Is Eve or is it Christmas Eve? When is it that day or where, oh, where, the, where your village Christmas, goes out? Christmas for a dip? Day at, in Wales. Christmas Day. That's where I go for it. Um, I know that in uh, Scheveningen in Netherlands they do on uh, New Year's Day. So it's usually like the um, the remedy to recover before an important day with your family. Let's oh, call it go. that. Especially if uh, you've had 15 to 20 pints the night before. You it's know? a good wake up call before Christmas Day dinner, you know, with your aunties. But and it's always in the news on, like, on, on Christmas Day, is it? What, what's the name of the town called? Uh, village. Town, uh, Porthcall. Porthcall. In South Wales, yeah. And it's they have yeah more. 1,500 people running into the sea. It's quite... It's, it's the biggest one in Wales. It, it's it's quite a popular trend. Um, you know, certainly those uh, seaside towns and stuff like that, you know, where... I guess there aren't much going on down there, you know. So uh, yeah, they, <laughs> seem to, uh, <laughs> they don't do that out at Castle Point. They just have the they just have the horses out there where where I'm from. Uh, Porthcourt. That's also a town, village, town. It's a town. Yeah, um, but that's also with the lighthouse. And very often when there's a storm yes. coming coming through, we often see the photos. This is Porthcourt where these waves are smashing the hell out Indeed, of your uh, yeah, lighthouse. No, absolutely, and it looks super impressive. And you see these uh, these mammoth waves jumping over the uh, lighthouse, and people standing right next to it. You think, how is that possible? But when you actually see it in real life, it's just you know um, a harbour that happens to have an extension going out towards the sea. Um, so, so it's it, not as it's not really as impressive, or it is. Um, the photos are massively impressive. Um, the obviously we get a lot of a lot of big waves coming in there, but I think when you see it and you think, oh, how are those people there really? Um, when you see it in real life, you can see how it works. It's a bit okay. like you know the Sao Paulo kind of uh, you know where people are 
standing, on, standing the on the edge of the rock, and realistically, there's uh, there's nothing below them. But uh, <laughs> you, mate, you got to you got to sell it more. You know, you, all those, oh, no, all those, it's all the those... greatest. It's the seventh, eighth wonder of the world. Yeah, it that's is, what so. I'm talking about. You know, for all our listeners listening in who are thinking of heading up that neck of the woods, do you know what I mean? You got to sell it to them. Um, exactly. There's just one other, just one other note there, Scott, and that is that the uh, Texas Rangers they have won their first ever. World Series title. American Series America title. America Series, yeah, but they call it the World Series, which is pretty big there over in the US where they rolled to a 5-0 win over the Arizona Diamondbacks in Game 5 to win the series four games to one, which took place on uh, Wednesday night, which was actually our Thursday morning. Well, there you go. We always start things off with uh, sport in the world today. So just a couple of quick ones. 2022, the Black Ferns win the uh, Women's Rugby World Cup, by defeating England 34-31 at Eden Park. That set a record um, for, a, for a capacity crowd there. Uh, Michael Schumacher crashed. In so if I can come back there, that was a damn good result for England because... Well, for good New result. Zealand, for Zealand, uh, That we lost... Oh, 2022. No, sorry, I'm confused because last week England beat... New Zealand, that's right, yeah. New Zealand were well down. It was a, like a, a round robin, and New Zealand were, were out of it. Canada got second, I believe. France third, but England won the women's, won the, the first women's 15. Yeah, yeah, no, the uh, new a, championship a tournament. they're trying to, trying to take. Um, obviously, 1995, Schumacher, he actually crashed in the second to last race, but still won the uh, the German, the, the driver's top by 33 points. God, he was good back in the day, wasn't he? Another cricket one for you. Richard Hadley took uh, 15 um for 123 New Zealand versus Australia. Yeah, Hattles. There was a guy he played with at the time, Richard Hadley, with a guy called Lance Cairns. He had a son called Chris Cairns who... Who's who, really got, ill at um, the moment, yeah, isn't he? Very, well, yeah, he's gone through... Uh, oh, he's had a horrendous time after the back of a, a betting scandal. His health went downhill and I think he's, yeah, something's happened to his spine. But he played with um, Lance Cairns, Chris Cairns' father. He used to have a... Um, his bat had no no shoulders. It was like... A Duncan Fernley shaved on the on the really? shoulders, yeah. And he also had this really, like I would say, cool um, bowling style. Or rather, when like you'd have, would you put one hand out and then you'd come, you go side on. Well, um, Lance Cairns came in like full front and put two hands up and then two hands like waving really? around. Have a look at it. Have like a look a at it. I'll try and I'll, I'll try and pull it up here when, um, when when we have a short break. Lance Lance Cairns bowling action. Two things: one, no shoulders on the bat, and the other one. And boy, could he, he got he was the first player to get six sixes at the MCG, Somebody but not in the same. They win the same over, but he got oh. six consecutive six. Did you know which army through with? Uh, that's kind you of know, right. <laughs> but it was this really interesting it's style like, in the eighties with the beige brigade when they yeah. Yeah. Oh, back in the day. Uh, yeah. I remember talking to you about a guy. What was the opening batsman? Mark Richardson. Yeah, he's hilarious, they reckon, mate. They, they reckon he was the slowest man to play international cricket, and what they would do is whenever they would go on tour. Um, obviously the results normally settled you get to the last match and stuff and towards the end of the tour like the last day of the last test or whatever the two teams would meet and they would bet their slowest player against him and he'd rock up and he had like a full beige speed suit and stuff and it was the slowest slowest race across the uh, across the cricket pitch when you talk about bowling action you ever have a guy called Paul Adams he used to play for South Africa so obviously you have your mm. leg spin and your off spin and stuff his bowling action was called Left arm Chinaman. 
but okay. I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look that up. You know, calling. I'm, I'm sure someone will get in trouble for for calling that. Give, um, y- you know. Yeah. These days. These days. You would. I can I come back to. I know we're on the 18th. So exactly nine minutes after you made the movie call. Nine minutes into the show to this evening. Um, I've just watched. I've just watched with the kids this morning. Hook. Mate, uh, uh, probably one of the greatest films of all time, mate. And afterwards, my daughter, she said to me, what's your favourite film of all time? And I'm saying, that is now my number one film of all time. Robin Williams? Oh, right, that one, yeah. Julia Roberts plays plays, uh, Tinkerbell. Absolute class. I tell you Um, what, that's not going to be the first time in this winter period that I'm going to watch Hook. Who's... um, Dustin Hoffman. um, He is unbelievable, He he plays so good. Bob Hoskins is in it as well. He's he's passed away now. He's uh, Mr. Smee. Oh, Mr. Smee. Yeah, Mr. Smee was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know why. I mean, I've watched it probably six or seven times, but I just sort of forgot about it, and it it came up on the the dashboard this morning, and I was like, we're watching it. Just to go a bit deep as well, because obviously there's the, the whole, you know, thing about parenting and stuff like that comes into it and i think that becomes a bit more prevalent doesn't you and 100 uh, percent. there's a there's a lot of little stories within it which yeah. i didn't get when i watched it for the first time when i was 15 years old but but yeah it's up there right that's our shout for the week hook get it done if you haven't got it done you need to sort your life out the other one interesting one night 1439 okay plymouth in england became the first town incorporated by english parliament and that's when a town or city receives a charter from the state and it can now elect its own officials. So there you go. There's a bit of pub knowledge, uh, pub quiz knowledge you, for you. If anyone knows, Scott, it is you. This is a little bit, and I think this reflects to us a little bit as well. Only 10 seconds. Uh, do you- Turn my mic off next Turn your time. Mic off next time. You need to, yeah. If you want me to come back and swip over, just give me a shout. Eight shall need shall be no barrier. Um, one of the best from uh, the NRL, indeed. Um, what else have we got there, Scott? I want to um, just rip into uh, a few questions. I want to know what's going on in the golf world before we go into. Uh, well, actually, do you want me to take a little bit of a lead on this and then you go can for fill it. us in? So, Rory McIlroy, the golden boy of golf. Go on. Live golf. Where does he stand in in terms in relation to live golf? Where does he stand? Origi- well, I think originally he was he was anti. anti. He, anti- I would say it. he's still anti it, but he's accommodating to but it. He, he has been accommodating what, in the, in the what, recent months. Why month. was that, Nathan? That was because, well, what I believe, he was a purist. But I believe that him. him Just to be clear, if you're yeah. listening in, I have not prompted Nathan with anything he's going to say he does not know no, no, nothing, what I'm going nothing, to ask nothing. him the re- but the reason I believe it is and I've got no idea about this uh, the story you're going to go into is that uh, himself and Tiger are pretty chummy and I just question whether they're up to something else that would rival Liv well I'm going to let Leon jump in on this bit because I think you've teed that up nicely yeah, Leon, what do you got for us? Oh, good. I had to teed it up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it so, up, guess what? As Now it's winter time. Um, Live golf's a disgrace. They uh, are, you know, they can't do this. It's a... Uh, anyway, sorry, you're gone. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously the PGA, or I say PGA of America, US PGA, um, they were anti-Live for a while because it was not in the way of the game. Um Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, and a few others have now set up 
a league game, which is four players, doesn't this sound kind of similar, um, where they play um, indoors putt, for putt, money. Like mini-putt. Like basically, um, and, and what I think has happened is that uh, Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy have... And, I heard the rumor, I don't know whether it's true or not, but uh, basically they've invested in a tech company that's going to be able to calculate how you hit the golf ball, how far it goes, and simulate golf. Now, guess like, what? Like a top golf. Like track, man. Like yep. top golf. Like what do you want to call it? And they started, they just announced now they're going to do these leagues and the teams are uh, Boston, Florida. Fran- franchises. Franchises, groups, teams. And now that's going to be it. I wish I, on one side, I'm really happy to hear it because... Finally, you know, a lot of people would say, when you're playing golf, oh, it's four hours, you're outside, all this kind of stuff. And in Luxembourg... And how good you are if it lasts yeah, four yeah, hours. Yeah. And, it? you know, you're you're out there for four hours, and in Luxembourg, that's probably in the rain. Um, but now, also, they're doing it indoors because, actually, the simulated versions are so good. Even last year, I don't know if you heard of Trackman, but they had some tournaments last year where they allowed golf professionals to play around the world. And first prize won 25,000 euros. Because they were so convinced that this was such a good thing. All they had to do was, like, video that you were the one actually playing it. So you couldn't, like, you know, uh, drag in Tiger Woods so they wouldn't notice and hit some balls. But, yeah, it went on, and they did, I think, five tournaments. And now it seems that they're confident enough in their abilities to say, yeah, we can do this indoors as well. So indoor golf is now a big thing. And, of course, I thought it was quite funny to see that uh, Tiger Woods and they have decided that Hypocrisy. teams is a great idea. Hypocrisy. Yeah, mass- yeah. massively. And, and how are the other well, players think, jumping on? Do um, you think they will get called out on it? Yeah, I do. And I hope they do because, like, you know, you're you're talking about being a purist yourself, yet you're going off. You've got split interest in sort of moving away from your, your traditional golf. Phil you? Mickelson wouldn't, he'd have to say something, right? Oh, Phil I mean, Mickelson will probably say something. He's got a, he's got shark, a quick mouth the, anyway. The, 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 um, the shark, Greg Norman. Uh, Greg Norman, I mean, he, he has to because he was he kind of led the live. But I think they'd be a little quieter now in the fact that, um, you know, Liv was kicked out pretty much. They, every player went there, had no rights to play in any real tournament. And then after a while, when the exposure was, hey, you know, they're taking, uh, they're taking money from the East, it's all blood money, da-da-da-da. And then somebody said, well, hang on. European tour, PJ tour. Isn't there some money coming that way from around? Uh, and they all got very quiet. And now all of a sudden, everyone's like, well, it's just another league. And yeah, we, okay, so now all of the pros are actually playing in different international events, even though they happen to be a member of Live or a PGA or European. So I think it's hilarious to the few players who turned it down to play in Live for 50 million and two weeks later had the news. Ah, you could have if you wanted. Live is still live still going, right? Yeah, yeah. I just don't see yeah, much yeah. of it. it well, it's, it's, it's not quite as controversial, so probably not so much in the in, newspapers. In the newspaper. yeah. Yeah. Well, just to give you a little bit of an overview, so the um, the actual high tech league it's called the TGL High Tech League. John Rahm was going to be involved with it as well. Uh, it's due to start on the 9th of January and be run by TMRW Sports. And they're a technology-focused sports who's company. Who's TMA? Tiger, someone, and Rory. Yeah, something like that. Tiger's mates, Rory. Tiger, McElroy, Rory Woods. There you go. There you go. But it's essentially... So they have six teams of four players and they're all based out of different... 
different different cities and only three of the four golfers will compete in that one event. Now, they don't actually play it over 18 holes. Mm-hmm. They play it over 15 holes. The first round is nine and then the second segment, I guess, is, is six holes. Um, but 14 um, of the current top 20 in the rankings are scheduled to take part um, and it's supposed to run for 15 weeks. How do you how, how would that, that with it? Like, because well, I, yeah. I was chatting to a very, very good friend of mine, Aaron, and he was basically telling me that the PGA tour is near on every week, like it's not far off. It's more than that, yeah. surprisingly. Well, well, when you have the you have all the different, I don't know, I don't know what you call it, the nutty crust and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, they have different. sometimes two events going on simultaneously. Yeah. yeah. Um, so TGL is a uh, tech-infused golf league that will see 18 of the world's best uh, golfers compete, as we said. Um, they've got this modernised uh, Sophie Centre in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, and it's an arena that holds 1,600 people. You know? 1,600? Yeah. That's not very many. No, in this, in this, in this small... Uh, this small um, How many can we get in your little arena? arena? We could get about a thousand people in my place, but they'd thought, be standing on top of each other. Yeah, I would have thought there would have been more than sixteen hundred. I would think too. If you think of something like um, well, the Bercy in Paris, for example, you probably get what ten, ten to twelve thousand. No, I think originally the plan was, um, or, or when they first started talking about it, they were talking about playing it like in NFL stadiums. You know, we can get a hundred thousand yeah. people down, down watching it. But do you want to go and watch? Someone hit a golf sim. No, because you still you wouldn't. I mean, you wouldn't can't see the ball from. Yeah. From oh, there. trust me. There's going to be so many TVs around there. Remember? Like, yeah, but like um the M- yeah NBA. And or, to be honest, probably for that, you're just going to watch it on TV live the same way as you're going to watch it when you're there. So the sixteen that sixteen hundred people will probably just be playing a premium to have a, a think, VIP meet with them. I think of the arena in um in Paris where Russing play. And imagine like you're teeing off and watching that like. 100 meter wide screen yeah but like what happens if you with sound like with sound effects as well because you'll hear the you know the sound mm. will be obviously it's fair to say that they're going to hit the ball further than 100 meters so what are they hitting into a net into or? a screen yeah usually usually it'll be hit into a screen um maybe however they might have uh 30 meters 50 meters or so and then they'll have a net up there i mean i just don't see it working because even my sort of more limited experience of watching golf. I mean, even watching the longest drive competitions. I mean, I'd love to go and watch that because the way they do it, they basically set up the stands and these boys, you know, big boys up Talk top. about not being able to and see they, it. You can't see where it lands. I mean, these mate, guys are knocking those 300. Boys, and the rest, mate. These boys cream it off the tee and they're like, they're like absolutely smash it and they're like, let's go. You know, the balls. Okay, the you balls like, that's, that's the oh, part. It's full on adrenaline rugby, you know. But what are they doing? 320, 330, the longest drive? mate. we got boys drive it 400 metres these days, mate. Not quite. Nah, uh, well, ref, no, ref. They, no, they can. They can. Um, and with the right circumstances, they will reach for, um, they, usually we're seeing yards because most of them are done in America, but we're seeing them over 400 yards. Four, 440 is, is plausible. And Porth Crawl on a... On a yeah, off a cliff, on, maybe. Uh, no, but uh, normally... 400. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had uh, Martin Borgmeier, who was the world long drive champion, actually in Luxembourg, in my studio. And I've got this guy making swings. Um, we had a we had a meeting with a bunch of golf coaches trying to tweak and see if we can help in some way. Um, because, yeah, I have some of the best uh, analysis yeah, equipment. Yeah, you got some good techie stuff there. And... This guy was swinging at 125 miles per hour with a six iron. Let's put that in perspective. 
the dr- the drivers on the tour. So Rory McIlroy is not hitting that with his driver. And now when you think about the length of the golf club, that just adds more, more speed. speed yeah. So when he's hitting his driver, um, he was, I think it was 158 miles an hour. Um, for the people in Luxembourg, mm. miles per hour, not kilometres an hour, which is uh, significantly what was more. What that, 158? So what's that, 200Ks, isn't it? Or more. I think um, 160, 160 miles. 62. It's a, 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 a lot. Uh, you no, figuring it out, Nathan? 260-ish, two, I think. <laughs> Can't remember off the top of my head now. But it's it's obscene. And it, that's the club speed, remember. Ball speed is going faster. Ball speeds are going out there at 230 miles per hour. It's the fastest ball on the planet. I think even we had one guy in Australia hitting 240 miles an hour. Jesus. Does the dimples on the ball, the, the number of dimples on the ball, which I think you know, or we've actually we've talked about in the past, does that impact the ball? Yeah, it'll impact the way that it's going to spin through the air. So the shape, the amount of ball uh, dimples will affect it massively, even to the extent that if you change the shape of some of the dimples on one side of the ball, you couldn't hit it straight. It would because just simply, just, uh, it, it would just have drag on one side like of the a, ball. Like, and a, psh, like, a cricket, like a cricket ball. Yeah, 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 exactly. So you want to keep, uh, you want to keep your like balls a, like clean. A, like, a, like an Australian <laughs> sandpapered <laughs> cricket ball. I've just, um, I've just pulled up this, um, I've, I've just pulled up this uh, video here for you, Scott, to have a look at. There's actually one weird bowling actions. We should go and take a, a, a little bit of look at, uh, look at that. Because there was that other bow, um, bowler, the Sri Lankan guy, who, who did a who had a like it was more of a throw Murley, M- M- Murley was it that was a little bit uh, a little bit dodgy so, there as well how many dimples on a golf ball uh 152 the average golf ball has 336 dimples. i was just going to say no i had no idea i just hit them how many dimples on the Titleist pro v1 there is a legal requirement. There must be the same amount of dimples on one side of the ball as there's... The, they generate spin, isn't it? Um, it has to be even. It has to they, be. No, then they're generally not even because they're, because they're a round shape. You can't really define it so easily as centre. So you don't... Circular. In the circular, they had in the past, I remember, there was like a line through the centre of the ball. So you could line it up and and see the dimples on either side and they were bought those balls were terrible so yeah. the the dimples are really going all around the uh the ball now and the different sizes basically that's what that's why uh titleists have so many more is because they have larger and smaller very small dimples in the golf ball as well every day is a school day i can't wait to get back to um to, to leon's little Golf cave. Golf cave. It is. It hut. is the cave. Are we going like in the a, actual cave or are we going in the the one outside? No, we're not going outside. It's too, it's too cold. Yeah, it's too we're cold. going. We're going the warm, and we'll hit some golf balls, and then maybe have a game of billiards and watch the golf. Just chill out and turn off the camera. Yeah, question is, which golf to watch? Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Let's have a little bit of short break because I want to come into the cricket because there has been Ooh, some, some dynamite shenanigans the in the cricket. So let's take a short break and then we'll get into the cricket. Well, the juggler, 
The jugglers come out at Brookie. Unbelievable. The crowd's gone berserk here. Juggling, juggling, juggling. Where's his red nose? Where is his red nose? Now, there should be a well few... Well done, turn off the speakers this there, time, mate. <laughs> there should be, thank you, sir. There should be a uh, a few red noses or red ears going on in the, uh, what, in the betting world. Head, head away. Right, so, obviously, in cricket, you... Well, and this would be the same for any, any governing body around the world. It would be the same for golf. You will have a, a world governing body. And based on the statistics that you provide, you if you've got the number of juniors you've got or the number of women you've got, the number of men you've got, whatever you've got, you'll get funding based on that. Well, in France, okay, France, are, I would say France are up and coming in the world of cricket, but I would say they are going to crash and burn if this is true, what's been going on here. So basically what's been happening is... You, they've been staging cricket matches. So saying these matches are happening between these teams and such. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're basically the ICC um, are looking into allegations that the French Cricket Federation have uh, staged fake games to show its commitment to women's cricket in the country to secure more funding. Now, you could have just a men's team playing, but there's only so far you can go... Uh, up in terms of funding, access to funding, and also in terms of your rankings and stuff. And then there's obviously requirements um, that you have to adhere to in terms of uh, women's players playing, and then also juniors and stuff like that. So basically what's happened is this... Um, this Lady, didn't she? Yeah, she this reporter has gone out and got a wind of this. And then it's like, well, you know what? I'll go down and watch these cri- some cricket before we, we dive into this. And she's gone down, and it's literally... Joe Bloggs walking his dog round the park. There's no cricket matches going no, on there. Um, but yeah, they've... they've and, then, and then the next day there's a report, isn't it? A, yeah. a, a match report. Well, not a match ball. report. A scorecard is then fabricated and put up onto uh, onto this website. And then obviously, I mean, cricket is very stats driven. Do you know what I mean? It's all about get the numbers in, get your runs, who's doing this, who's doing that, blah, 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 blah. So who's the champion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but the report, the uh, apparently, um, they get a, uh, a budget of around three hundred twenty thousand dollars from the ICC, yeah. and their their total budget that they get is just over half a million. So more than half of the money they get from. I wonder how much the, they get from Petty Power and some of these bidding oh, agencies yeah, because it could be um, probably more. Do you think there'll be a bet if there's a game on tonight? You can't bet on you, you can't you can bet, bet on that one. Yeah, you can bet. You can bet on anything. Bet, bet on this is not the first happen. time I've heard of such things. I, be, I believe they've been um, they'll be doing it in football matches for a long, long time. I mean, they they still say now that some of the matches. You look at Paqueta from West Ham. They say that that he's been, or as a player, he's been betting, or his family have been betting. But there's actually staging matches. Apparently, this is not the first time. I think it came out before the. We, we used to do it back in the day, where we round up some funny, funny results from like you know way down the lower African yeah. African leagues and stuff, and teams getting beat forty eight nil and stuff, you know. And then the team that's second in the league losing a hundred nil to a team that's bottom because they were quite happy to throw the game and stuff what like that. What, what, what do you do if you're the ICC and you've been paying the French? 
cricket federation. Oh, he to court, got, you got to take him to court for, yeah, stage, yeah. for staging get the matches. Get the, uh, get the book thrown at them. But also there's big, there'll be big money coming out of particularly like the, the big gambling areas in, in, in cricket like India. Oh, so these Indian matches, like so that, these guys could be actually funding, you know, funding these projects as well. So pretty, um, pretty tough stuff that is for sure. On top of that, Sri Lanka have now been suspended from the ICC. And they're obviously in the middle of the World Cup. They're an absolute shambles at the moment. Yeah, I think they, they finished. Now, why did they get... Basically, what's happened is part of... Uh, I mean, this goes a bit deeper, this topic. So part of the... Uh, what do you call it? Like, the, not the stipulations, but, you know, like the... Regulations. No, not the regulations. What's the word? You know, it's like written in the foundations of the... Oh, the statutes. The statutes. Oh, look at that jargon! You take that from take that from your squash days. Pal, no, it's right? not. Okay, yeah. I think they are called. They're called the statutes. Yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah. the 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 rules of the sport. The anyway, rules. The way the organisations are set up. Excellent use of jargon there, Nathan. <laughs> um, but basically, what's happened is there's a there's a clause in it that prevents governments from getting involved with the the running or the organization of the sport and by all accounts this has happened um you know they're supposed to manage their affairs autonomously in, in the uh, sri lankan cricket federation um but now it's coming out that there's a bit of corruption going on they're due to host um um the under 19 world cup which is a pretty big big event in cricket in terms of funneling younger players through and then england are both supposed to be hosting sri lanka next year as well but very very interesting is obviously that's an instance of or an, um yeah an example of a government getting involved in the running of a sports federation but then on the flip side afghanistan have not been banned because obviously the the Taliban, they ban women from playing sport in Afghanistan, but they're obviously not a government, you know, they're not a government. So that's how essentially oh, yeah, that's great, not great. Yes, you could argue the same thing, but then they could just say, well, we don't have a, we don't have a woman's team. Yeah, we don't w- have women don't play. Women don't play. But sport. then that's one of those things, you know, Barbaric to play at that. To play lawyers. At, yeah, to play at that top level, you've got to be, essentially ticking all the boxes haven't you I'm going to pull you up there because that is all the teams now have played nine matches in the ICC World Cup which is held in India and uh, the Indians have gone nine from nine they just I think they beat uh, they beat today Bangladesh the Netherlands, Netherlands. They, yeah, they, yeah, did, yeah. they beat the Netherlands today who actually finished ninth uh, the Netherlands got two wins um, uh, two wins out of their group so the top four India South Africa Australia and uh, New Zealand with England what would be the other interesting t- team down in seventh. Sorry, it's England and Wales, isn't it? In England. <laughs> Although they only call they only call the ECB though, right? They yeah. don't put a W. They don't put a W in it. English. But that I think it was um, someone's come out today and has actually said he's going to take a little bit of um, responsibility. Rob Key, I saw that. that he said just, he's focusing, focusing too much on the test uh, on, on on the baseball on, on the yeah on the on the test playing nation, which, which I find quite interesting because they've been playing test matches baseball, meaning a little bit more aggressive. So, so really, yeah. Why, why would it? Why would that not um, transfer across? I've just got one other little article before um, before I put you back on, Scott. There, did you hear about the um, former Ghana um, football player Rafael Duamina? Overnight, he passed away after he collapsed during an Albanian Super League football match. 
um, 28 years old, and there's footage on social media that shows the player is by himself and he falls over um, in the 24th uh, minute. Naturally, the game was halted. Um, it was at 1-1 was the score, but there's no further play added. But the guy has made um, eight appearances for Ghana, and he's actually scored twice in those in those um, cases. Now, they say there's no possible reason or no possible causes are given to the Albanian Federation for, for his death, but there is links where they say that he has had previous heart problems, including a game back in 2021 when he was playing for Austria's, Austria's blue-white lens when he actually was actually hospitalised at the time. So pretty traumatic. He's not the first footballer to go down. We think of um, Ericsson being the being the last one. He made a bit of quite a miraculous recovery, didn't he? It's one of those ones, isn't it, where you're... As a, I guess as a, a professional football team, you obviously want to try and get the best team you can. But have they taken a punt on somebody? And you know, because you obviously have a medical and all that sort of stuff. And it's, you know, yes, in someone like in someone like you know, you know, Ericsson, Ericsson's case, he's obviously back and and doing really well. But you know, what what does happen if he does keel over again in another in a you know? And of course. You don't hope hope anything like that happens. But what happens if he keels over? You know? Well, what about um, you know the fact that all of us sportive players now we're trying to use a lot of statistics. We're trying to push the body to its absolute limit, and uh, how far are we getting? How close are we getting? You know, because what we perceive to be the limit of a body is again not for everybody, and performance seems to be more important sometimes than the mental or the physical health uh, well-being of that player so yeah but one more training session you know we've all heard Kobe talk about this and you know you've got to do a little more you've got to get up at two o'clock in the morning and you know sometimes you think well mm, could we just be smarter training or are we just pushing up pushing the players so far that right on the limit of their uh it's quite, it's, I mean to go to go even further into that very interesting because you're talking about how this sort of science, this sports science, and the, the data, and 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 recording that data of what's going on. But yeah, I think you're not you're not going to get many players like a you know someone like a Ryan Giggs who's going to play 700 professional football matches anymore, or uh, you know all, all these guys. Well, I who, think manage, managers alone are going to are going to play that game a little better, aren't they? Yeah, but I mean, you've got um, you've got these guys who are you know you're not. There's no longevity. You you are a piece of meat, and I mean, just to just to go off on a little bit of a tangent. A prime example would be someone like Harry Kane. You know, he was a he was a um, obviously at Tottenham, Spurs, yeah. scoring goals for fun in England, and then never won anything. And now he's gone off to Bayern Munich, and he seems to have just kicked on. To be honest, because top of the, I think that top of yeah, the yeah. Hit so, a so he scored. He, uh, he scored another double. Um, it's two goals in the first half, and he's got 17 this season already. Um, having scored a hat-trick in each of his previous two uh, Bundesliga matches. Um, and he set a new league record for the amount of goals scored in 11 games. And he's overtaken Robert Lewandowski's total from 16 from 11 in 2019, buying a top by a point. He joined, obviously, from Spurs. Um, and he's already outscored last season's joint top scorers of the Bundesliga. 
who both finished on uh, 16 goals each. This is also the 10th season in a row. He's scored 20 or more goals for the club, where whilst his tally of 17 goals in 11 games is equal to Harling's uh, haul for Man City last year. Things are obviously going what about ri- that? What about right Harling for him. Not getting Ballon d'Or. What about that? I didn't read too much into it. Yeah, I, I'm not in. I'm not into football. Sorry for my mouth. Uh, <laughs> but, Anthony's but, just jumped into But the, the little stats that you saw also made you think, hang on, we, you know, is this, as, as an outsider looking at this, I was like, hmm, yeah, that seems a little bit dubious. Also, look at Messi, you know, legend, the GOAT or whatever, him or Cristiano or whatever, but he is playing pub footy now. Do you know what I mean? Out in America. But, but don't, yeah, and, and, and listen, <laughs> if you look at the Balloon Door trophy, it must be, does it not go Messi, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Messi, Messi, Ronaldo? I mean, it just looks like the same, yeah. the same. Who, I mean, won it? who won it? To, and who won it last year? Uh, Karen Benzema. Yeah, there you go. But, uh, you know, if I can, I can tell my opinion about this, I wouldn't say Messi's Balloon Door is undeserved, but Haaland was world's better everyone knows FIFA's corrupt anyway so before you yeah, who, who who actually like votes for this it's is this just like three it's, players it's uh, <laughs> is it best mates of uh, uh, if it's about talking about Ballon d'Or it's journalists all around the world and at every club uh, sports press point LU <laughs> which one can you sell most oh and, and after if it is journalist then this is a great move by the journalists because they've yeah. just created another uh, reading document, haven't they? Uh, but this is about France football. You've got also now FIFA's best player. This is voted by the FIFA. You've got Re- European's best player, which was won by Haaland. Uh, you know, you, I, I can't take the Ballon d'Or seriously for the last years where... I, you know, it's not Messi's or Ronaldo's fault when they won when they won it, and somebody else should have won it. You know, it's not their fault. It's the, it's the fault of the people voting for them. Uh, yeah, okay, Messi had really a great World Cup. It was really crazy how he played, how well, how how he brought Argentina to the to the final and then to win the final. But looking at Haaland, how he defeated every, how he broke every record in the Premier League, you know. And looking at it, if Haaland played Messi's season and Messi played Haaland's season, I'm sure Messi should should have should. Yeah, that's uh, a great point. Great point. Should uh, yeah, no, that's, he, that's he, he still won it. Well, what know? about Harry Kane? We were just talking wow. about Harry Kane. Um, what what, what do the I mean Bundesliga you, um, <laughs> you, you I train of thought do you see the German press and see what they're writing about what what are they what are they saying in in, in Germany about that, that, that how he's playing it's crazy it's uh, you know as myself a Bayern Munich fan I'm really happy that uh, Harry Kane is our, our striker I see it's really crazy how how he's how he's performing is the league any different to the Premier League and do you think you might have a little bit more space? You, you, or? you know, the Premier League is seen as the most uh, intense and difficult league in the world. But I, I, I still think that the Bundesliga is uh, not much lower. But I think it's all about also the teammates and the, the chances they create for him. You've got class players like Leroy Sané, Thomas Müller, uh, Serge Gnabry, Kingsley Coman. I, I, I won't say now that Tottenham is not a good team and they don't have good midfield players but if you compare Tottenham with Bayern Munich it's it's not a world uh, you've got the best team in Germany even if they're now second but uh, you've got the best team in Germany and one of the best teams in the world and uh, he's, he's playing with one of the best players yeah. it's, it's normal that he's now banging more goals than in England yeah. what, what I find very interesting about it is it's not you know him going to Bayern Munich isn't Random. I want to know uh, what I'd like to go into is like the deeper thought process of 
where they've sat down. Let's be honest these days with those top top Premier League clubs or, or you know those top European clubs. Money's not really an issue, is it? So they can go after whoever they want. But why? Why have they decided to go after him? Do you know what I mean? Because it what characters? I think the character he characters of people kind of draw draw them to a club like but, but what I'm talking about is how they play how they play they yeah. play in a certain way and for someone to sit like we're not you know it's not like he's been doing pre-season with them for months learning up and how they play they're just literally like can we get him because he will fit this mould and he's going to score goals for us I'd love to know the the, the, is it the manager, the coach, or the the architect of who thinks up it, this? This Thomas Tuchel's. Thomas Tuchel's. The in, in the case in the case of Harry Kane, it's just simple. You know, Bayern need a new number nine. They see Harry Kane. They go to Harry Kane. Hey, you haven't won a trophy yet. Come to us. You will you will win trophies. As simple as this. It's uh, <laughs> you know. Just dangle the trophy in front of him. <laughs> <and he laughs> I, I actually feel bad for him. You know, he 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 played so well for Tottenham, but hasn't won any trophy in his any big trophy in his career. Not like West I would. Ham, Nathan, you know what I mean? <laughs> what was it? Fourth tier one. of European football, whatever it was. Anyway, Anthony. Mate, Anthony, just before you start on with the, with the, with the local... Oh, yeah, it's, is, it's it, been... is it a Wellington... Is it a Wellington Phoenix? Nah, that's is a it a dude launch. <laughs> it looks like a wasp. <laughs> what number is it? What number is it? That's uh, 23, uh, 33 with Chris Jumpf. It's an ex-hostel player. Ah, there, <laughs> oh, there go. we go. Nice shirt. Always giving host a shout out. But um, yeah, obviously the big game for Luxembourg oh. coming up. Are you going to start with the BGL League? Or we yeah, 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 yeah. I, that's the first thing I wrote down and you are not ready for what I'm telling you today. What a crazy match day it was, ladies and gentlemen. I don't even know where to start. Okay, yeah, I know. Uh, let's start with the Luxembourgish Classico. With Didlonch, we took Esperance at home. And we all thought we would see Didlonch stand for this season after this bad start. But we were as wrong as my season's predictions. Thanks to Edis Argovic, who scored the winner. F91 defeated Esperance 1-0. It is now on the second place in the BGL League. Why not first? You will ask me. Because Diffedorch managed to beat Petorch 2-0. Thanks to a brace from from Brace from George Montero and they remain leaders after 12 match days still undefeated three games to go before the winter break talking about the top of the table Nieder- Sorry, how long is the winter break? Well, I think it's between December and, we can and February or something like this <laughs> okay so they're, they're, oh okay so there's no, no games in January yeah, yeah, except like uh, friendly games, okay. but uh, no league games. Uh, talking about the top of the table, Nidakon dropped points again as they surprisingly lost to Kerjing, who has been playing against the relegation since the start of the season. The score in the end was 2-0 and the comeback is more than realistic for them because they are only now two points away from rank 12. Pretty crazy if you think about it. Also, Fola. Ooh, surprised us as they won against oh, Racing oh. on a cold night last wow. Saturday. That's huge. Tim Flick scored the only goal in that game from the spot. Can Fola do it on a cold rainy night in Stoke? A good question. Can they do it in Luxembourg? Yes, they can. Moving on with Vils beating Monerich 3-1 and they're climbing up on the 6th place. Strassen and Mersch drew 1-1. Another goal from Benny Bresch from the penalty spot. He's now scored his 10th goal this season. Teed up to come on in a couple of weeks. We'll hear all about it from Benny. Yeah, teed up. Another draw happened in Esch, but the fans there got their money's worse because Schifflange turned the game around after losing 2-0 and scored the 
3-2 in the 93rd minute. The game-winning goal, you're going to say, absolutely not, because the supporters saw absolute scenes as the Capitano Todorovic scored equalised in the 96th minute as the game ended 3-3. Six minutes extra time, was it? How many minutes yeah, extra time? Yeah, six, seven. You know, nowadays after this World Cup, even five minutes is now, you know, it's not that no, much not time that much. anymore. I think I saw a match with 12 minutes the other day and... and, and Extra time within the first half. Yeah, it, it depends how long you know the you know the injury breaks or something like this uh, last. Finally, Mondov and Rosbaugh played one-one after only forty-five minutes because the, because the game got abandoned because of some light problems. So the lights didn't work apparently. Remember that thing where they brought in? Uh, I think it was not last season, the season before. The Bijel brought in uh, this. I don't know legislation that. Uh, matches couldn't kick off uh, after 3 p.m. Oh, yeah. 3 p.m. was the latest they could kick off because they didn't want the matches played under floodlights. Oh, because it would cost too much. Yeah, yeah. Light them up. I just use a bundle of iPhones. <laughs> you know that they have also <laughs> talked the about car, this. Season. Get the cars out alongside the pitch, huh? Well, this season as well, they talked about like kicking off at 1 p.m. Now nobody's talking about it anymore. So I, I guess we're gonna stay at uh, 3, 4 p.m. So. One of those things in AGMs, isn't it, where they yeah. all, someone comes up with their bright spark idea. So, now moving on to the first women's league. I can squash. <laughs> happens all the time there, mate, I can tell you. <laughs> Just tell us about the golf, Leon, actually. We'll get into that afterwards. That's the best bit coming up the hour after this. Let's, uh, let's move on with Racing, with continuing their winning streak, defeating Dikirsch, but surprisingly not with a high margin this time as the game ended 2-0. And we all know Racing hasn't lost a single league game for more than four years straight now. But I have uh, looked up some more statistics for you. Since the last defeat against Petonburg in March 2019, they won 96 of their 103 league games. So with only seven games where they didn't win, but uh, drew. So, so the, last, uh, the last time was they drew was on the first match day of the past season against Mama in 2022, where Racing scored equalised in the dying seconds. That's a win rate of 93.20% in four years. All blacks, isn't it? It's impressive. Also, I've never seen something like this. Not even Bayern Munich, as we're talking about them, is that dominant in the Bundesliga, even if they won 11, uh, 11 years in a row. That's impressive. So if they lose, are they going to fire the manager? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt about it, but uh, the day they lose, I think that's going to be historical because I have never seen a team not losing for four or five years straight because... Yeah. I don't know. Then Betambourg celebrate their second win in a row as they beat a weak Diffedor side 1-0. Diffedor is having a disastrous season, not only because they lost to L2-1 yesterday, but also because they haven't won since match day one and they are second last in the table. Clearly the disappointment of the season beside Betambourg. Esperos scored 10 past Rospo as the game ended 10-0 with zero points out of nine games. And a goal difference of minus 73, we all know who's the main candidate to go down this year. Unless they start a marvellous comeback after the winter break. Yeah. Finally, Mama wins the top game against Entente WMG 2-0. Andrea Machado was the match winner after scoring both goals. Well done, Machado. And finally, we've got, we are looking forward to the last two qualifying games of our national team. Luke Hoss published his squad list with only one major change. And it's the comeback of Edwin Muratovic, who's playing a great season with Racing so far and could help solving the 9-on-9 striker problem. We'll see if he's even going to play. 
Uh, on Thursday, they will face Bosnia at home, and the final game will be played in Liechtenstein on Sunday. This Is it done and dusted? There's still a little bit of a little bit of hope if we win both games, but Slo- Slovakia only one point uh, against Iceland or uh, or Bosnia's. Also, I don't see them bottle it, but so it's done and dusted. You don't think Luxembourg will beat Bosnia? Even if we win both games, as I said, Slovakia only one point to oh, qualify. Yeah. So, but I guess we have to look forward uh, to April 2024 against Georgia, uh, which will be a tough game as well, especially because of Kvaratskhelia. What do you? Uh, I mean, I've obviously been on a, a sabbatical, should we say? Um, and there's a lot. I mean, it's not something you and I got to talk about, but the whole thing about the national team squad and these guys who are, of course, a bit of trouble getting brought yeah. back in. What's the you know how many uh, how many chances do you get? If you, it's got well, be scoring goals. If you're looking at Jason Rodriguez, he's got I don't know how many chances, but he delivered on the pitch. Yeah, he's he, uh, I'm not going to talk about the last action against uh, against who it was uh, against Iceland. I wasn't there. Can you tell me how it was? <laughs> no, I still have nightmares uh, of it. Uh, it's pretty crazy. But right, you know that right doesn't but that doesn't change anything since we lost against Slovakia. So even if he scored, I wouldn't change anything. Maybe more motivation for the game after, but uh, I think the result result would have been the same. When is the Bosnia match? Uh, on uh, Thursday, in uh, on uh, I think twenty twenty forty five. So that's with lights. With lights. <laughs> we've been uh, we've been tipped off, haven't we, Scott? Yes, we We're have. Been, we, <laughs> we have been yes, tipped off. Have. The ultras are coming. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah, it was his question. Yeah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they will are. be there for sure. They will be there for sure. Or, yeah. They're always there for game for qualifying games, or even uh, friendly games. The, always there. The Bosnians more so because. Ah, you're talking the, about the, the Bosnians. Bosnians. The Embers- ah, I, I'm the, sorry. The, I'm the sorry. Bos- the Bosnians will certainly be here. Well, because I, there's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of uh, uh, what we call it uncomfortableness. What's the word you call? They're uh, uncomfortable because. The the ultras are not happy with the governing body of um, of the Bosnian, Bosnian football, football. Yep. yeah, Bosnian Football Federation, um, because they say they're playing players that uh, they're obviously trying to sell on and make mm-hmm. money make money from. So the ultras are really doing everything they can to yeah. to halt the game. Actually, so Oops. I think it I think it worked for them last time. Then uh, going the Bosnia. So we'll uh, we'll watch. You see the. Uh, so if we give you tickets to go down and 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 uh, we give you if we can find tickets to go and watch the game. You might only get you might only get <laughs> thirty what? minutes of footy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least yeah, we'll have to pay for it. But um, just on uh, just another one, just to finish off it. Luxembourg actually prevailed over Bosnia and Herzegovina in the women's basketball, which was done, kicked off at uh, five pm this evening. They won 77-64 which is quite a big surprise. Surprise! Given that Bosnia are ranked 49 places above them uh, in the world, as always, that is our wrap. Anthony, it's been a pleasure having you back. Leon, thanks, buddy. Good to have cheers, you cheers. in. I can't wait to do some more digging and uh, get around and horse a few balls around that uh, <laughs> training simulator of yours. Um, as always, um, you 
uh, big uh, shout out to our army of volunteers out there who make our sporting world tick whatever you're doing to get youngsters involved in sport keep doing it because it's a good thing you can check out the regulars tomorrow from Sam Steen at 6am you've got Stephen Steps though with the lunchbox at 12 Melissa at 3 with the home stretch don't forget Dave Burrows DB3 sessions and also if you want to nurse that hangover then Sarah Tap is your point of reference get some you can check us out on Facebook Instagram RTL Play website until then lads it is church church, church.